I'm Katie. And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. Andrea, the owner of Angelic Serendipity in Trenton, is constantly reminding us to have fun as she shows off her amazing products that she has in her store. Angelic Serendipity offers a wide range of crystals, chakra stones, incense, boho clothing and decor, samples, and so much more to complement all spiritual paths. You can shop Angelic Serendipity in person at 2 King Street next to Liberty Tax or check out Angelic Serendipity on Facebook at Angelic Serendipity and Instagram at angelic.serendipity underscore. Don't forget to tune in to Angelic Serendipity Facebook Lives for astrology and full moon readings throughout the month. We are truly obsessed with the Family Dental Center and all the support they give us. FDC is locally owned with offices in Belleville, Frankfurt, and Coburg. Dr. Yasmin and her team have personally helped me overcome my dental anxiety, and I actually feel confident and excited to go to my appointments now. The FDC team offers high-quality dental services such as routine hygiene, restorative oral surgery, crowns and bridges, cosmetic dentistry, Invisalign, implants, and dentures. There's so many options to make you feel comfortable and align with your schedule, including extended hours and being open on Saturdays. For more info about FDC and to book an appointment, go to FamilyDentalCenter.com and don't forget to follow them on Instagram at FDC Family. What's up? How are we recording? A little bit. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm just going to make sure we're not. How are you? Okay, go. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. So tired. I mean, um, <coughs> but shout out to Emily, our coworker. She was looking so cute today in her, her skirt. Oh, I didn't see. Really pretty. What is she wearing? She's like a flowy skirt. Cute. It's hot out today, so I get it. Yeah. Also, shout out to Christine. <gasps> okay, what did we do this morning? We went and got, I want to, like, want to call it headshots but that's really like, like a branding shoot a branding shoot it. i think so we put faces on we did our hair i blow dried my hair this morning Crazy. that was an experience you have so much hair also shout out to kate from the county emporium for letting us use the space there it was beautiful and Haley for yes. being just so hype girl like oh my it. gosh so cute that was actually this is embarrassing to say that was my first time at the county emporium yeah um and it is magical it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It brought me so many, like, so much dopamine yeah. when I it's walked into like the store. It's just, like, good feels, right? Like, yeah. It's like you, you can feel Kate's essence in the store. Yes. And that's yes. what we're here for. Yeah. It's just positive energy. I love her so much. Energy. Yeah. So I don't know the exact address, but. Just the Google County it. Emporium yeah. on Instagram. Um, and please go because it's yeah, great. It's amazing. If you need a Yeti cup, they have like a oh zillion Yeti things. I'd like walk away from the Yeti wall. I was like, I would buy all of these. Exactly. I was just like, I just ordered a Stanley cup. I don't need another Yeti. They have mini bath bombs, which I was enjoying. I have like little cubes. I have those ones. Are they so nice? Um, they're adorable. Yeah. Um, the ones I have smell like Fruit Loops. Oh, maybe that's what I was looking Lincoln at. Lincoln is terrified of them. Of bath bombs in general. Just the little ones. He wants to throw them into the bath. He doesn't want to get into the bath afterwards. Okay. But does he like a regular bath bomb? Yeah. Um, no. Oh, he just doesn't like bath bombs. No, I don't think he's a, he likes to throw them in and watch them fizz. But he doesn't, he's like, I'm not getting in he's there. He's like, oh, that's going to touch me? No. <laughs> Fair enough. I get it. I get it. Last week we went to Brazen. 
Oh boy. Like, we, where are we? What time is it? What's happening? Honestly, I think I've been more social in the last like two weeks than I have in the last three years. Yeah. So I'm just really tired. So tired. But also, like, kind of vibing with it. I kind of love it because everybody that has been, you know, everyone at Brazen was just like so inspiring. Our table was like hilarious. Fire. Yeah. I'm sure every table was, but I did enjoy our table. Yeah. We had Alexis from Designs by Alexis Rose. Mm-hmm. We had Deanna from the Quinty Museum. She's the executive director and she's hysterical. Lindsay. Uh, we had Lindsay from um, La Lux Femme. Go listen to the episode. That was a great episode. Sarah from Your Creative Junction. Go listen to the episode. Love her. Um, and Shannon? Mm-hmm. From the Adult Learning Center. Yeah. Yeah. No, and She we was were, fun. I, I loved them all. The Tupperware. The Tupperware, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a power move, and I'm going to start doing that. But it was a good day. I felt inspired. I felt many things i honestly and it was just nice to meet so many people who were like oh we listen to the podcast it's crazy and it's like oh let's talk about podcasting like we'd love to talk to you about like collaborating and i'm just like oh my god like what amazing and courtney from colorful guys... courts i'm coming oh, for you still yeah. i don't think you well maybe you do because we definitely spew anxiety when we oh, talk yeah. but i don't think you understand how much self-doubt we have and do not believe this is working oh yeah no and like, it's other people being like no you're doing great i'm like but am i <laughs> you know what and i i told this to you earlier and i said it to you again later um <laughs> <laughs> that time and then that other time <laughs> twice today i have told you this that we do undersell what we do how like good Katie is at this. <laughs> We're both really good at this. You can't just do that. No, I know, but the editing stuff and, you know, the time it takes and, you know, the planning of the guests, the writing of the intro, like all of the coordination behind the scenes, the making the marketing materials, the digital graphics, we like do put the animations. Some. And it's like, you know what? The interact, like even just engagement, like every day, like just making content outside of the podcast, but for the podcast page, it's part-time job on top of a full-time job yeah and i have to say big kudos like we do say the bald men a lot but the fact i do appreciate that john and frig took they said go for it they could have said now why would we let you do that they absolutely while you're at work have, yeah like and we do this during work hours <laughs> yeah and like we do definitely do extra stuff like on top of it but like big kudos to our bosses for saying like Let's see what happens. Like, do it. See yeah. what happens. Like, what? what's... Honestly, like, just so grateful because it's given me a, a confidence. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't want to say I felt a little bit in a rut, but I was in a little bit of a rut. A little bit of a rut. Like... I think we both were. Well, it was just like, okay, like, where do I see my career going in the next five years? Like, what is it that I really want to do to help my community? Like, what kind of impression do I want to leave? Like, all these things. And I was like, you know what? Like, I really want to try to do something meaningful that's going to help our community and you know amplify voices but like we have this platform and we have the resources we have the people who can teach us how to do things and like these are like people who are really really effing good at their job mm -hmm. like ferg has multiple national awards mm -hmm. and was nominated for a cma like in nashville like you know like these people are like incredibly talented and we have them right here and I'm like how what can we do what can we do? and it's just like we have all the support from them and I think that that means everything to that me, means, I think that's what I 
appreciate just going out and people being like, oh, I listened to the podcast. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that. I even appreciate people taking the time. I think I've said this before. People taking the time out of their day to come and talk to us for an hour. People like partnering, like doing partnerships with us because that just helps like validate what we're doing in like yeah. a monetary sense, which really helps. Like there's just all these things that I appreciate all the support. Yeah. And I'm not going to cry, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> I am going to cry. No. <laughs> I think it's just been really overwhelming the last like probably week and a half. Mm-hmm. Where I think it's just like, you know, like actually getting out and seeing people. Like You can't cry because I'm a crier now. I know. We can't cry right now. But it's like, you know, just like getting out in the community and like seeing people mm-hmm. and being like, oh, hey, I didn't know about this. Like, that's really cool. I think learning what I think I have preconceived notions of what some businesses or some organizations are doing. Mm-hmm. Um but then when I talk to them, I'm like, oh. You're so much cooler than I, I thought you were. I feel so dumb. Like, I didn't realize all of these things. Yeah. That and you I think guys that's do. the coolest thing yeah. is like being able to help these like organizations, people, businesses, like whatever it may be, like tell their story. Because there's a story behind everything and I love learning about it. Same. Whoa, so good intro. <laughs> that was lots of feels. <laughs> so many feels. I can't cry today. I've cried so much the past two weeks. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really nice, and I think I think today we just this morning or like on our drive back from the county emporium, we just had to believe in ourselves a little bit more. Yeah, and our our new <laughs> I'm saying noodling, hoping Jenny's gonna listen. Jenny Chandler, shout out, she hates when we say noodling, um, but also big snaps to her because she gave us the chance to speak. At there Brazen. was scheduled speakers at Brazen. Yeah. There's three incredible speakers. I don't know. I can't remember the, the last names or first. I'm horrible with names. This is so bad. Ophelia, Carrie. And do you remember the last one? Last woman's name? No. Damn, I'm not even going to try to butcher it. No. It's a beautiful name, but I don't know it. Hold on. I definitely followed her on babes. Mm-mm. Ophelia? Ophelia, Carrie, and... Hadriana. Hadriana? Adriana with an H. Ooh. Hadriana. Hadriana? I'm sorry if we're saying that wrong. Um, they were all beautiful speakers and like amped up the crowd. Also, Rebecca from Boudoir Babe Squad, who who amazing um, MC'd the event, was amazing. And then Jenny asked if we wanted to go up and just do a quick blurb about Babes of Quinny and and that was I pooping my pants? Was I so scared and shaky? And I feel I like sounded like I was gonna cry. People say it was fine, but I don't, I don't believe them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But just like that opportunity, like we, you to can't trust say no us and to be, yeah, yeah, to trust us to be like okay, and to believe in us enough to just be like yeah, Crazy. no, just take a shot with yeah. them. Yeah, I really, really appreciate you, Jenny. Yeah, <laughs> hype squad, another hype squad. So also, hype I do enjoy. I'm sure a lot of communities do it, but I have learned that because we're like Quinny's smaller, everyone is really here to support each other. I feel like people are embracing us, too. It's so nice. Because we're not, you know, the cookie-cutter image. Or minds. But I don't think anybody else is either. And I think that's what I'm realizing is not everybody else is just as... Chaotic. Yeah. And it's like sometimes it's like the best ideas are just like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then to see them succeed is really freaking cool. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of support, and I think just reach out. People want to support you. Yeah. Big snaps. Um, Big snaps. 
this week. Yeah. This was a good one. Very dad energy. Oh, so much dad energy. It's uh, it's Evan Firmage. Yep, from uh, the Rufo team. He's a real estate agent. So funny. One of the first people I met when I moved to Quinty. Crazy. Yeah. That was fun. So I don't think he knew that, but... <laughs> he does now, because we does talked about now. it. Um, yeah, no, it was, yeah, one of my earliest friends here. That's so cool. Yeah. And so his I kids like, have the sickest names. I'm going to let him tell you in the episode, but, like, cool. Love I, it. I honest, And they're adorable. I don't... I don't know. His wife is hot. We talk about <laughs> We do know. We do touch on that a little bit. And, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. You're yeah, so hot. You're so hot. We love it. And uh, I guess without further ado. Here's Evan Furmage. Enjoy. So our next guest is someone I met when I first moved to the Bay of Quinney nearly 14 years ago. Admittedly, I probably haven't seen him in about eight, but my brain thinks we're still bros. So here we are. He's currently a realtor at the Rufo Real Estate Team and makes informative content with his signature dad joke humor, like how a single man shouldn't hang beer store artwork when staging a condo. Don't let that fool you, though. Evan's super knowledgeable about market trends, interest rates, income properties, and the hottest topic on everyone's mind, the housing crisis. Mm. During the pandemic, he chronicled his journey into fitness and boxing, and I vividly remember a headband and a ball on a stretchy string. And I also remember that going very poorly, um, but we'll get into that. He's also a dad to two incredibly cute kids and married to a total bombshell baking queen. Mm-hmm. Babe Zaquini, <laughs> please welcome Evan Furmich. That was the best, like, like I just mm-hmm. loved her, like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's great. She's so I need hot. to throw a little song <laughs> bite in she? there. She is. What's her name? Cassidy Firmage is my wife's name. Yeah, she's super she hot. She keeps it all moving. Yeah. Mother to Honey and Archie. Those are your kids' names? Yes. Those are really... I'm, I'm loving, like, learning people's kids' names when it, they come in. It was pretty important to us. The, the, they didn't have stupid names? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the boy, boy name came very easily. That was, like, we Archie's both agreed. So we came to it pretty quickly, but Honey took a while to... She is a bombshell. She's a babe. <laughs> I looked her up. Like, damn. Creep her right on, on air. There's a yeah, that it's, fast. We're live. This is we're live creeping. Live. Oh, wow. Cool. Yep, that's her. Um, wow. <laughs> well, since we're talking about your kids, I have mad respect for you guys as parents. Oh, thank for you. For one, um, because you guys, like, don't post their faces. Yeah, I like that. I and I think that. that's, like, a lot of people, like, overshare about their kids' lives yeah. and their personal shit. And you guys do it, but like not like you know, you yeah. keep their privacy. And Very I think Dak that's Shepherd so. Of you. Is it? Yeah, he, they don't share. Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell don't share their kids' faces. And I think that's just really admirable. Mm-hmm. Like just like totally respecting your kids, even though they don't have like that autonomy and like they don't know yet. Yeah. Well, that's kind of our thing is we're gonna keep it up to them once they can understand. Once we can ask them, like, do you want to be on the? Do you want to be on camera? Yeah. Right? Then. If they say yes, then whatever, we'll start posting them. But I don't know. It is a really weird thing, uh, like t- time to be a parent in that yeah. sense, because as as a kid, like your entire life, it really seems like a lot of my friends' kids, their entire life is is shared on the Internet. Oh, yeah. I like to keep my, my fa- friends and family in the loop as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's just like something about posting their face all the time that, my I'm, wife specifically didn't yeah. agree with, but uh, Archie, like, he's kind of a performer, so I'm thinking he might he jump in on some content. Sorry, can we pause point. for a second? I yeah, no problem. My ears are very sensitive. Oh, yeah, because well, yeah, it comes out of the headphones. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was just, that was... No, just like, it's happened before. When you're before. in here, you can just always hear it. It's happened before, and, like, 
I grew up in radio, which means my dad has, like, tuned my ears to, like, any sound that's not supposed to be there. You can and hear it. So when I'm editing podcasts, I, sometimes I'm, like, losing my mind because, like, I can't edit out the sound I don't want. <laughs> Is it tedious? Because I know editing. I don't know. I don't edit. No? <laughs> um, I've learned to do it while doing other things. Hmm. <laughs> Some episodes are worse than others, but yeah, just because... That Depends the- how unhinged we get. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how you're going to edit our episode with Kira and Christine. Because, like, we just lose it the whole time. And we time. just talk on top of it. It's so funny. It's, uh, I'm excited. We had an interview yesterday, and we literally just, she popped a bottle. Like, oh, good. Just, and I'm just kind of like, if that says anything about what happens, like, yeah. She was like, do you want to drink? I'm like, yeah, but I can't. can't. It's 10 a.m. at work. work. I was going to say, I should have booked an afternoon appointment. Yeah, I'm like, maybe we need to start doing, like, Babes After Dark, where we drink and do this. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Okay. I just get I'll snow. come back for a... Uh... You can get high. I'll just get high. Yeah. That's more my jam. Yeah. Sorry, I did sidetrack us, so... I made really poor choices when I drank. Same. Yeah, we're probably I, I, there for yeah, most of them. I mean, I don't oh, yeah. really, I don't do much drinking anymore either because yeah. I'm such a lightweight. So, uh, just <laughs> isn't that how it goes? Like, it's just a quick re- recipe for a nap for me yeah. nowadays. I like an afternoon bev, and then like I can be in bed by eight. Yeah, That's I know. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm saying this now, but I'll be on the golf course soon. Oh yeah, I feel like that's different. Some nine dollar drinks <laughs> doesn't count. So wait, yeah, how yeah. did you guys meet? Wait, was it through your ex? Was it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was just, man. just some friends and uh, some mutual friends. I didn't really in that well, but no, they but had you, mutual like, friends. No, but you Tilly that and, mm-hmm. and you, were, you were friends with Tilly, right? Yes. Yeah. We're, shout out the break room. Yeah, yeah. we shout them yeah. out. Have, They're coming on eventually. Oh, really? We're yeah, just we're trying just trying to, to schedule the right time. Yeah. Well, I bought my son's first bike from them. Uh-huh. He really, he likes it. Is it a bike with pedals or is it one of those like push bikes? It's, yeah, it just sits on it. Oh. He actually, he was he's too small when he first got it. So he took the seat off and just no. kind of like sits on the, on the bar. I think you would love that. Those new kids' bikes are so, they make so much sense because they're teaching them to balance. Definitely. And they can ride it way sooner. Yeah. Like you. They can ride like a pedal bike sooner, right? Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know what it really, like, what a tricycle teaches as far Nothing? as. Yeah, Nothing. Yeah, it's just, just like sit on it and pedal, right? It's like a horror <laughs> movie, like, we Yeah. Well, because there's no bricks on it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm are not there gonna, not? On a tricycle? I don't no. think so. That is. I am absolutely not giving my child is. There are you back pedal. Yeah, there's, there's that right. There's, but you have to teach them the Yeah, yeah. Like you can't. That's what that's called, right? I was never like the big biking nerd. They were all biking nerds, and we had like do you a. Still ha- bike? Do you cycle? I do, you know, for like transportation, but do I'm you, not. You don't huge have like a it. really like tight cycling suit. You I wear? don't know. <laughs> I think those are so funny. I think those need to come back. I think they the, the, are. Oh, they're, they're back. I see a lot of men in like really tight, tight shorts, and I'm like. What are we doing? And, just and like the padded bumps. asking yeah. for trouble. Yeah. I think. If they're too short, you can't be riding a bike on those. <laughs> we'll have to move this to the after dark show. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. shit will happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I know we had a hashtag on Instagram. Like can, your can friend bi- group? Yeah. Give me a bicycle. Oh. oh. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. I, rem- I remember. And also, uh, like, uh, Tilly specifically has been involved with bikes for like Ever. years now. He, he worked yeah. in some of the shops around town. So he, I always just like kind of learned through him, you yeah. know, but he was really more cool. committed to the whole biking thing. And I think your Ryan was too. Ryan right? was really into it. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember the, like the hashtag. I bought the wrong bike for what they were doing. 
Yeah. My bike, the bike that I used to ride with you guys now sits, it's decoration. Because he's like, I brought business cards. I'm like, cool, am I buying a house? (laughs) Yeah. No, he was, uh, he was in town two weeks ago and he texted me. He was like, do you want to fuck? I was like, no. Wow. I'm like, you're married. Wow. She doesn't know about this. He's really, she really shoots from the hip. He's like, I know I'm a total asshole, but I think about you a lot. I was like, yeah, fuck you. Like, no. We can keep that part in. (laughs) (laughs) And... So you were living, your families were mutually living together for a while? Yeah, that's what I, I we thought. We had a house what? together. Yeah, that's and what dogs. I... That's and dogs. And dogs and all the things. Like the the one with the garage that... Wait, like, so how, yeah. how old are you? I am 30, turning 32 in July. You're 34? I'm 35. Yeah. 35. So and Ryan like was like... Ba- like 20 oh, yeah. year old. Ryan's 42. Old man. So he's yeah. older. Or 40. He's 79. So 44. <laughs> but still, you were like the just little... Oh, oh yeah, we were like in we our twenties. Oh, yeah. Like this yeah. is like I was like so twenty two. Yeah, I was gonna say we were, I would have been like twenty or twenty one. Yeah, I'm but, assuming you're from this area because you worked at the Willow. I do. Yes, and you can probably hear from my rural Southern Ontario accent that I must be from or somewhere <laughs> around here. So where okay. where are you? Where did you grow up? Ameliasburg. Nice. Where, that's where Willow Lee Sod is. So yeah, I used to drive. I worked many jobs where I would have to drive past and I'd always be like, ha, ah, the sod fire. I know, and people love it. Just like looking out over it's the perfect so green sod. It kind of looks like, like a movie set. It's like when so, people, you tell, you work there, so, sorry. So sod's pre-grown grass. So especially a lot, a lot of oh, new builds. so you just can just like roll the grass out. Yeah, exactly. I need that. Oh, do you? <laughs> so badly. The sod farm. You go to them. They got <laughs> the best sod around. <laughs> I need something that also flattens that's like a machine we'd, you'd get. Is that a yeah, machine? You, yeah. Or is it just like a roller? Or I can do it for you. I'll come over with the rake. I love landscaping. <laughs> I love landscaping. We'll come over and landscape work, your property. Work like that makes me feel nostalgic now. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, because I, I, like, I, I think farming or you know that type of work is a really good foundation. Like I think when Archie is the age that I was when I started there, I'm gonna ship him out to the sod farm. We and, we and honey recently too. talked yeah. about this because another guest came that was on was grew up on a farm and then my partner farmed and then I started farming, and it's just like it makes your work ethic like insane. It it really like when you get turn into like a teenager and get your first like off the farm job or whatever it really makes everything seem easier yeah i'm like this is so chill like this is what you guys are doing yeah and like picking rocks that was a big part of my life okay well i have rocks in my backyard i'm getting lincoln Uh, to like pick them yeah good he's a farm kid already yeah Yeah. nothing works worse than picking rocks and baling hay yeah i used to get paid by the bucket just like fill this bucket (laughs) and you get like 10 or 5 bucks a bucket with rocks i remember our like neighbor in peterborough was like can you come help pick rocks in this field and i was like Sure, I'll drink beer and pick rocks. Yeah, we get to the field. It's like all rocks. I was like, "There's no chance." Like you need, they have things like buckets that can pick rocks for you, which would be like a great investment if you have a rocky field. But yeah. Another thing. Okay, well, I have a rocky backyard. Perfect. So, what do, you, do you, you live in like a new build or something, or are you? No, you know those condos at that corner of you need I'll to beep be, it just beep it out. Okay, yeah, you're in those. so it's yeah. like I'm hidden. Do you, have, do you have like a fence or something? Why yes, do you have, it's okay. fenced in. Is that why? So you have sun issues? Is that why you're? That, no. That, okay. So what you're... happened was when I, when we bought it, we had to dig out, like the basement had to be dug out because there was mm-hmm. like, um, oh. leaking issues. There was like whatever. Yep. So they dug out the whole backyard, and then when I moved in, I just put grass on it. Mm-hmm. Like grass um, seed. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I grew my own grass. I was very proud of myself. Um, and then it just like the grass died because I didn't. Happens. I was yeah. like, I don't know how to take care of grass. I've never, <laughs> I've never had to do like yard work in my life. I didn't know you had to water grass. Yeah, yeah, quite a lot actually. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Water. Yeah. the more you know. I didn't know this, so all my grass died. Sod might be the better choice for you because it's more mature. Yeah. So you got to stay off of it for a little while, but once it takes to the ground, it's pretty much it's a healthy lawn. That's Does why. this landscaping background help you in the real estate world? Sometimes, because I, I like I have a head start when it comes to like grading issues. Oh like, yeah, yeah. So like a huge, a big. What's that pro- even mean? So like a big problem with a lot of basements <laughs> is like they're wet. Yeah. Right? yeah, is that the like so water sits alongside the foundation, yeah. and especially in cold climates when it heaves mm-hmm. and it freezes and it causes issues to foundation, right? Well, a huge part of that to why people have wet basements or or moisture in the basement is because their landscaping outside directs water towards the foundation. Oh yeah, that so makes a sense. lot. So a lot of the time, properly grading it, which in some cases. like the average person can do with Mm -hmm. a shovel and some friends, you can make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Friends for that. Yeah. I'm your friend. Do you guys want to grade? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I love grading. We we got that done. It's fine. Um, I just need, yeah, now I'm going to get the children to pick rocks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. And then I need to, because it kind of like right now, it's just really bumpy. Yeah, it's just and it's like it's fine, it but it's just too bumpy for my liking. I'll, I'll I want come to be over flatter, and, take a look. and yeah. it kind of goes like this at the very edge, and I'm like, I don't like that it goes like this. So I need to like level it, level it. Yeah, that's, so that's all I need to do. do it's honestly, it's probably like a weekend's worth of work. It's gonna, it's the right time of year. Yeah, yeah. Just wait so, for the first warm day. I, that's all I'm waiting for. Yeah, and I'm just, and I have to do my front gardens. See gardening. I, Adult life, man. It makes me excited. <laughs> you can like sign me up. Yeah, I can't wait to get this edger out and oh. clean up my garden. Uh, yeah, love so, an edger. Another. What's an edger? Like gives you like a crisp line and yeah. then like a garden bed or the edge of your lawn. Mm-hmm. I also, think I'm gonna love an edger too. Yeah, yeah I think will. you would. Yeah, you, you will. It. Uh, yeah, it adds a lot of value. I often tell people if they're selling in the summertime to edge to your edge gardens because oh, yeah. it just like. Makes yeah, it a little like bit, little it's like design. staging outside, kind of. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I need to, like, get proper, like, because, like, right now, like, I have, like, they're, like, raised flower beds, kind of. But the outside, like, the border, the frame, mm-hmm. is, like, ugliest in. So I'm, like, I think Just that might be this summer's project. Yeah. I was with doing that. a home inspector uh, last week, and he told me, he's always telling me little tidbits. I learned when you're in a home inspection, if you're ever buying in the future, just pay attention to everything they say because really you can learn a lot. And last week, this guy was like, the amount of houses that I'm in that have gardens right up against the house. Stupid. Oh. Don't do it. It is, is like a, is a astronomical apparently. And he says he's always telling people, if you have gardens out front or, a, or alongside or in the back of your house, put in a fourth wall. Don't oh. put it right up against. Don't use the house, the house as is a your wall, wall because well, then you're, you're just constantly watering. Exactly, it. You're, people spend all this money and time getting water so away smart. from the foundation to protect it. You know, you put a sump pump in, you or you do, do whatever, things, yeah. and then you water and then you your water gardens your garden. right beside the house. You're like, it's just beautiful, though. Yeah, exactly. No, it's yeah. ruining your house, people. It can, and it, so like well, he just says, know. just like rake out yeah. the back like twelve inches. 
and put a fourth okay. wall in, and that'll make a huge difference. Things I'm I doing like this that. summer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it too. dirty this summer. Like, I'm actually going to do I manual labor. I think this should be like a real montage we make of you doing manual labor. Mm-hmm. My grandmother said I'm too pretty for manual labor. Really? No one's ever told me. I, that. That's no, what I, I was like, my parents were like, you're you're not great looking. Go lift yeah, that so up. Yeah, like, you're manual labored looking yeah. type of guy. No, so I was like, okay, I mean, my grandma's an, a sweet baby angel, so I'm like, of course I'm going to like. Of course, well, I'm that beautiful, and you are, but it's just so funny. Yes. No, I just think it's like, I just lean into it, because I don't, yeah. I'll do anything else. I will organize, I will unpack things, I will like make sure everyone is fed and you know, hydrated and get everybody wasted and like be the hype girl. Everyone yeah. has I'll your strength. I'll bring the tools yeah. to you so you don't have to move. You're the hype girl and that's what you need during like a long day. You do. Yeah. You, you do. need yeah. someone to make drinks when you're yeah. doing yeah, so your like, work I'm, for sure. And I'll make sure, I'll like tidy up things as like if there's a mess, I'll vacuum that shit there up like as we go. That's so it's all, not like- a, That's an important role a total as well. sh- See, that's what I'm my, saying yeah. is like, I'm not a manual labor person, yeah. but I can do all the other little things. See, I hate my doing that My wife would agree with you. I love doing that stuff. Perfect. We're a team. Great. Yep. Angelic Serendipity is locally owned and operated by Andrea and Trenton. She has created a metaphysical store that specializes in selling items related to spirituality, alternative healing practices, and metaphysical beliefs. Angelic Serendipity offers a diverse range of products such as crystals, sound bowls, and so much more. In addition to all the amazing products you can buy in-store, Andrea offers Facebook Live events to spot full moon readings, spiritual readings, and astrology reports. On June 3rd, Angelic Serendipity is partnering with the Trenton DBIA to organize the first spiritual event in downtown Trenton starting at 3 p.m. The event promises a magical evening embracing the magic moon, including mystical vendors, dancing, guided meditation, and a blessing ritual. For more information about Angelic Serendipity and the upcoming spiritual event in downtown Trenton, like Angelic Serendipity on Facebook at Angelic Serendipity and follow the store on Instagram at angelic.serendipity underscore. Last year, Jeanette and I had the pleasure of participating in Volunteer and Information Quinty's Dancing with the Stars. Despite not being dancers, we had an amazing experience and learned some super cool moves that we still use at parties. We literally still use our cartwheel flip. We brought it out at my brother's wedding. (laughs) The 15th annual Dancing with the Stars Quinty is returning on May 26th. We at Starboard Communications are big fans of the VIQ and Dancing with the Stars, with our co-workers participating almost every year. This year, Lewis from the Cool 100 Morning Show will be putting on his dancing shoes and one of our past podcast guests, Jen Beldum from Northern Craft Supplies, also taking the stage. VIQ is a multi-purpose agency that assists with the recruitment, referral, retention, and recognition of volunteers to over 275 agencies throughout Hastings and Prince Edward County. Dancing with the Stars Quinty is VIQ's largest fundraiser, and it ensures that they can continue to provide the essential programs and services to our area. Let's support this amazing organization in Quinty while watching some of our favorite local stars perform a dance they've learned over the last eight weeks. For more information on Volunteer and Information Quinty and to purchase tickets for the 15th annual Dancing with the Stars, check out the link in our show notes. The Family Dental Center provides a range of dental treatments and services, including Invisalign. Even though back in the day it was a total flex to show up to school with new elastic colors on your metal braces, traditional braces can cause a lot of pain, restrict food choices, and are difficult to floss. Overall, they just kind of suck. That is why FDC offers Invisalign, a clear way to straighten your teeth with a series of removable, comfortable, invisible aligners that gradually move your teeth without the pain of metal wires and brackets. 
Your smile makeover is an investment in yourself. And all Family Dental Center locations offer third-party financing to help you fund your new smile. To find out if Invisalign is right for you, contact the Family Dental Center in Belleville, Frankfurt, or Coburg at FamilyDentalCenter.com. Notice, so you you took pre-service firefighting. I did, yeah. When like I, right out of high school? Yeah, right out of, it was mostly because like my guidance counselor and mother were like, you're going to get into some sort of college program because my marks coming out of high school were pretty <laughs> uh, mediocre. So yeah, like uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I liked whatever. So it's adventure, like, physical activity, yeah. something like that. And I was like, I can totally see myself being a firefighter. Yeah. So I went to this program and like three or four months in, I was like, okay, this is not happening. I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. And yeah, it's, uh, my brother yeah. and my partner are firefighters. Are they? Well, my brother's like on department. Jeanette's a volunteer. And I'm just like, y'all insane. Yeah. I, uh, it just wasn't the, the life for me, I guess, you know, like I, I think what became apparent is coming out of that program, I was still going to have to do either military service or fight forest fires for a long yeah. time or or just uh, take on work that was way far away from the area that I was yeah. prepared to go to. And it just, you know, I was young and I... Was not it. Wasn't it. Yeah, that, that was I feel it. like that happens. Yeah. I, feel I like think everyone needs to take a year off after high school. A gap year. Big like, time. Or, or I at least I learned the most about myself as a person, like taking two years off after high school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got pregnant. <laughs> Lucky you. Surprise. <laughs> you, well, Maybe don't you. do that. But if you want to do it, it's up to you. Don't judge. No, but big like break after high school for sure. Yeah. And uh, but don't get pregnant. But don't get pregnant. No. And yeah, if you're a if you're a counselor in high school right now, don't force kids into <gasps> programs that. Nobody needs to go to post-secondary if it's clearly not for them. No. Like I think I, that high schools have a way better grasp on that now. I think, I think yeah. so. Because, yeah. like, I know at um, my daughter's school right now, they have, like, bridging programs. So, like, starting the 11th oh, and 12th grade, if cool. kids know that they want to be in trades, like, they will help them. And, like, you know, their 12th year could be, like, the whole afternoon. They're just working out in the field to get that experience. Oh, yeah. good. It's really, really cool. I feel really like, cool. I don't know, at least when, well, I also went to, like, a private school, which is technically a university preparatory school. So they weren't pushing, like, trades programs. But mm-hmm. now it feels like everywhere's pushing trades. And I love it. Well, well yeah. that's good. Trades make like, so much sense. Because I, th- well, I remember when I was in school, or the last year I was in school, they greatly reduced the, like, shop class. Or what high school like did you go to? Bayside. Oh, okay. And I, it sort of seemed like it was on the way out there. But they fixed that problem, I guess, then. Because yeah, I, I thought I, they had, like, a great shot. Like, the, yeah, they had so many trades. Yeah, we that Bayside had this now, big yeah. giant shop when I when I went there. And they were really, really only – I think they were just having enrollment issues Probably, in general. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why it wasn't getting used as much. But, yeah, I always thought it was so cool that they had this – all these re- – there's a full auto shop. At Bayside, basically. Yeah. And yeah. So, well, yeah that's I think where it should be used as much as possible. high school had an auto shop, too. You can just, like, bring your car in. Yeah. Yeah. And I played rugby with just... girls that went to Bayside, and they were like, oh, in shop class. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was, was cool. Like, How do I take that? I learned to weld there. Oh, that's, that's cool. So cool. Yeah. I know. I thought that. I remember, like, thinking, like, after, like, learning how to weld and learning that skill, it made, like, 
appreciating what you were learning in like math way harder. Yeah. Like, this is nowhere as cool as welding. No. <laughs> I don't think many things are as cool as welding. No. Welding's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would learn to weld. I'd YouTube it. I'd That's probably... how I learned to do electrical. Hmm. That's don't a... suggest doing that, but you know, when you we can learn a, pinch. a lot. That's how I learned what? how to change a toilet. Learn from, from what? How YouTube. YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Right. Got it. Yeah. I've learned everything from YouTube. Yeah. I think that's what we all do now. How it's else like do I'm, you I'm do things? Like, yeah, I'm too poor to hire back a professional. To Before I came on this podcast, I was YouTube podcast etiquette. <laughs> what did I tell you? Did yeah. you actually? No. That'd be funny. <laughs> but I, <laughs> like, but really? as I, you were no. having this conversation, I was like, I should have done that. No. Don't hit the table. No. Yeah. And otherwise, like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Hands to yourself. Sometimes <laughs> Kay will like hit the mic like Baxter and our guests will, and my face will just be like, Really? I listen frequently enough, anyways, and I don't ever hear any. It's because I have to. I edit it out. That's all your hard work. Post, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you don't hear it. That makes me happy. But so, what was your journey from like dropping out of the fire to real estate? Well, peer pressure. Pretty much, like after. I mean, like after (laughs) I got out of pre-service firefighting, I went to a year of, uh, like, pre-health just to finish out the courses that I didn't get. So I at least had, oh, I, yeah, I at yeah. least had like, a, a certificate. So yeah. I was like, okay, I've got some post-secondary, sort of. I, I, and this then is for you, love the paper. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's, like, somewhere around when I was done there, I think that's probably when we met. Likely, yeah. And uh, then I was, I was in the process of applying to go back to university or sorry, to university, University of Ottawa for like English. And this was already after two years where I had sort of like dicked around at, you know, at college. And I was like still had not proven in any way that I was academic. But I got into University of Ottawa somehow. And uh, as I was getting ready to go, I just sort of had this moment where I was like, you know what, this might be a waste of my time like this uh, <laughs> i don't really you, know and you figured out before yeah so i was like i don't really money, know yeah. why i am going th- like what i'm going to do with this or why my parents were really really focused on me being a teacher they thought that i would oh. be a really really great teacher and they were always too they're always pushing me towards that and i just so i tried to roll with that for a little while uh, and i decided not to go to university of ottawa and went to China instead and taught. Nice. Uh, oh my English. god, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, so I went to China for about 14 months and taught kindergarten so cool. English. Yeah. I love um, that. Well, yeah, so yeah, I got a TESOL uh, t- t- course, which most people, like, I think it takes like a month to get yeah. now or something like that. And, and then that uh, allows you to teach in, in China? China? In, in some or, places, yeah. yeah. Okay. Most, like, ESL programs work differently. But there's sort of like different tiers. So like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh, places now will require a university degree plus that. But oh, okay. depending on the demand, um, yeah, and, and like the government where you're going, there's different regulations. So yeah, I did that for a little while, and that went okay. And then I came back after 14 months, and I moved to Toronto and taught uh, at a private school there. For Which and that one? that was high school. It's Alafina. Um, it was like a language school. That's cool. Yeah, so I taught there for about a year, and I was also selling cell phones at that time. <laughs> yeah. I I 
Um, I worked for Wireless Wave, which is like those kiosks in the mall. That's so fun. Yeah, and that's where, yeah, I think that's probably where I developed my like, like the found fundamentals of sales. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah, because that really is. I mean, I don't miss it, but that is that's real high pressure sales. Like yeah. they're um, is that commission have, based? Oh yeah, <gasps> at, like largely. Like it's I think it's minimum that's wage, so and then funny. but most people doing it are are doing it for the commission yeah. because. At the time, the commission structure was pretty, pretty lucrative. Actually, like you would be amazed how much money some of those guys are making out of those little kiosk booths. If oh, they, mind you, blown. Yeah, if you if you um, notice, like a lot of them when you're walking by, like a lot of them are actively yeah. pursuing you, actively trying to sell you something, right? And it's because the commission scale at those places is so uh, basically it, it's so reliant on the. Uh, on the uh, income that those guys make that they really incentivize you to wow to hustle uh so i did that until you know i was crazy and i just spent <laughs> like, enough time in retail yeah i just i just had enough at and, some point the public just breaks you yeah yeah well it just you know what also there was i think there in your early 20s, there's this, like, weird stage where you go through where you, like, don't want to see people from high school. No. Nope. And you, you know, left. like, yeah, I think a lot I of people left, left the their whole hometown because of that, right? And that became annoying where, you know, you're, like, running into people you went to high school with yeah. all the time at the mall. And I just kind of got sick of that. So I could see that. I yeah. wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah. But I, I credit that place with teaching me how to uh, rejection that's yeah. the that's the biggest thing that i think kills a lot of people that get into sales is hearing no all the time and like you know coming up with some sort of pitch and how it do fails and struggle it fails in sales because like, i take yeah. it so personally I'm yeah like, so a lot of people hate, do you hate me i'm like i'm, wait, I'm but this is gonna it. work it's, it's gonna be great I, I don't think a lot of well actually sorry i do have these like moments of impending doom where i'm like <laughs> all my clients hate me but the the real <laughs> uh, like the the real um problem with rejection i think that that eats away at people that get into sales is not do people hate me, but am I just bad at this? Like, once yeah. you, hear, you know, yeah. you, you hear there's not many other jobs out there where if you fail 10 times in a row, it's normal. Yeah. So a lot of people just start to question themselves and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, can I last? Can I do this? And uh, especially in something like real estate where there's just commission. Yeah. It yeah. really can start to mess with you. Yeah. So uh, it's like a yeah. it's a mind fuck. Yeah. Wow. That's scary. I might I have like really bad rejection sensitivity. Mm-hmm. It would not go well. I would be crying all the time. A lot of people do. You know, like a lot e- even at the so after I sold cell phones, I also sold like men's apparel watches with this like Canadian wooden watch brand called Tense. I sold them for a little while and I also sold insurance. <laughs> So, and I all, yeah. You dabbled I, in a little bit of everything. I've sold a lot of stuff. And yeah. uh, and then from there, I worked in the retirement sector and wrote, le- that's how I sort of got, that was like my entrance into real estate was I worked for a retirement company and just did their leases. So oh. I would just write apartment oh, leases cool. for, uh, for seniors moving into a retirement home. So not a, like, not like a long-term care home, like a. Just like an apartment yeah, building. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. That's, um, like a job I didn't know existed. Yeah. It's uh, Somewhere you know. <laughs> it's it's like the retirement sector is very 
it's different because you have to take into account the needs of the person as well. So like a lot of oh. homes offer different packages. Mm-hmm. So you're you're kind of like building you're you're building that package with the the senior that's moving in, but you're also sort of having to qualify them and mm-hmm. see like are they able-bodied enough to live here? Because oh, okay. Yeah, because, that makes sense. Yeah, but like one of the major it's funny how the all these things are related but one of the contributors to why there is so few homes to buy outside right now is because we have a lack of retirement homes and and options for seniors for them to move to and sell their homes yeah so they're just staying in their home so they stay in their home for as long as they possibly can because like the average you know, the average monthly cost of a retirement home, even in Belleville, so let, we're, we won't even get into like the GTA and larger areas, but even in Belleville, the average cost of a room is probably like four to $5,000 yeah. a month. Yeah. And that's just- I, f- I recently priced this out. Did you? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. yeah. Very like, high, yeah. That might even be generous. There's, I'm sure there's options that are even more than that, right? Mm-hmm. So seniors and the families of these seniors look at those prices. And a lot of these seniors need to go somewhere. They need help. Yeah. They, but it's just not attainable they, or affordable. Well, exactly. So they say, so you've got this, you know, old wartime bungalow in the East End. That's very marketable that you could sell for, you know, Mm-hmm. Four or five hundred thousand dollars, but when prices to live to move into retirement are four to five thousand dollars, and on top of that, there's no availability anywhere. Yeah. Then even if you sell your home for that five hundred thousand dollars, nowhere to go. And it, what it's gonna that's gonna give you enough money to live for like ten years in a retirement home. Yeah. A lot of people start. What? <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of people start looking. You know, start thinking about moving into retirement at like 75, 80, where you very well could live another 20 years, yeah, you yeah. know, close to 15, yeah, 20 now, years. Like. So all of so that home sale, that that generational wealth that would typically be recycled back into, you know, your kids lives to help them buy a home or something like that is just eaten up by your retirement costs. So what some seniors will do is just say, no, I'm just going to rot here in my home and, you know, live here for as long as possible yeah. and sort of like yeah. try and make do. But those homes aren't going up for sale on the market where they, where if they were, mm-hmm. there would be more supply oh. for young people to buy. Yeah. I feel like too, like coming back, cause I was in Peterborough for a bit and then coming back, just like, it's very daunting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 27 and it's so daunting to be like, Okay, so I have to save this much for a down payment. And then all my friends and I say, like, like we're preparing for when we buy a house to then be house poor because we'll just be, like, paying off our house. It and, can, I mean, that's the – unfortunately. Yeah, so, like, my friend group, we're always, like, our one friend has started looking with her, her boyfriend. And we're like, yay, then we can all be house poor together. Like, we're just yeah. waiting for one of us to do it, and then we can all do it, and then – so what I think more people need to do is just live with each other. Yeah. The, and there's like I've I've read a handful of articles that specifically in major cities, there's just like uh, it could be a man and a woman, two men, two mm-hmm. women living together in a, a platonic relationship who just did that to get into the market. Yeah. yeah. Just to do, yeah. Or, or, and even on the renting side, too. Yeah. I think just like, yeah, we're going to live together because we're just going to be long term yeah. roommates. But it's about getting in. It's mm-hmm. the it, yeah. it's getting into the market is the, it's is scary, the crisis yeah. part. 
basically. Yeah, because yeah. I remember like coming back, even trying to find a place to rent in the fall was like, because I was oh, living with my yeah. parents, my two dogs, and they were like, you're going to need to go. I was like, I know, but yeah. <laughs> give me a second. And like trying to find a place was hard. Hard. Yes. And it's exhausting. So. Yeah. The whole you're... housing continuum. Yeah, we learned about that with. Habitat. The, no, great. Oh, it was Habitat. Or the was housing continuum? Or did you learn? So what? the way, like the housing. Okay, so it's like um, when there's like a big demand or something for one there's thing. There's a chart. There's a chart. But she it's like renter. Like it's supposed to be like, I think it's kind of it's, what it's, you're saying. Like the old people need to move out so that the people who are renting can then afford. But yes. so if those people aren't moving out, then it pushes the whole continuum back and people are, are just stuck. Like That's homeless right. people can't get out of where they are because the people who are in low income have to stay. Like, so it, it just so that, yeah. it's pushing the and whole continuum. Yeah. They can't move up to the next step of the continuum. Because That's exactly they're stuck right. So there. like what you said, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yes. Yeah. And it's and, you know, there's a lot of factors at play, but retirement sector one thing mm -hmm. big problem yeah they need tens of thousands more beds to catch up to to just to sort of like normalize yeah. not to necessarily fix the housing crisis but on top of that i think that since the like 80s or 90s the government does not build housing anymore we used no. to yeah we used with the, the government used to be involved in developing and building affordable housing and they don't anymore mm -hmm. so now we're a well, generation it, removed from that and, and then nobody has anything why to buy. does anybody there's no incentive for developers to build affordable housing mm -mm. because That's, it's like you're not gonna make a profit or if the profit margins will just be like super low yeah, it's just there's so it's more like, money in building other stuff, mm -hmm. I, I think, yeah. is what has I, – I think you'll start to see more conversion mm -hmm. projects. Like Absolutely. Like a, a big uh, – you know, a big thing happening in commercial real estate right now is office vacancy uh, because the pandemic sent everybody yeah. home. And a lot – not all of them, but a lot mm -hmm. of companies right now are just saying like, forget it <laughs> we yeah. figured out well, how to work from yeah, like fine. we don't need to send these people back into the office it makes them unhappy and it it, it mm -hmm. you know especially if they could get out of their lease they're not involved in they're not looking to get back right money. like mm -hmm. i think I, I read yesterday that toronto is at its lowest commercial real or sorry lowest office commercial real estate levels since 1995 wow that's insane so but then i guess those could potentially be um, it's they'd have to be like rezoned, but they would become that's residential. What I think that's what I think. Is that what they're doing at Station happen. or that that one building that used to be like the Government of Canada building at that weird corner near the chamber? That's actually still active. Oh they, yeah, they they go. I know. You, I know. But they're you, like completely gutting it. Like, oh, are they? they? They're just putting new windows in it and oh. stuff. Yeah, I'm not like sure. Right now. Like I, it's funny. My wife is applying for a job, and her friend works there. And she has to go there once a month, so it's kind of related because she works for the mm -hmm. government and traditionally was in an office mm -hmm. seven yeah, days so a week or five days a week. That one but, moved to Station Street, right? So you have yeah. to go to Station Street now. But there was a building on the corner of like it's like across from Mora the chamber by small scale. Yeah, like across yeah. the street from small scale. Okay, yeah. and right. that used to be where Service Canada was. Oh. And they all moved out of that building, and now they they're doing something with it, and I don't know what. I think too. I'll look what, into it for you. Um, See if I can figure it out. Because I have it. friends who work at 
the MNR in Peterborough. Mm-hmm. And like when they started coming back to work, it's like they'd have certain days. So they would like share a cubicle and then it, again, it just cuts down on space yeah. that has to be used, which makes sense. So yeah. <sighs> this is so interesting. Why do I find this so interesting? Yeah, it's it just, great. it's wild how many, how many tentacles there are that lead back into real estate. And so ha- do you like it? it? I do. I mean, yeah, I, I like do it. Do you like the tentacles? I, 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 yes, <laughs> the yeah. tentacles of real estate? So, not the tentacles, but no, I like, I do like real estate. Like I, 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 I really like sales. Like mm-hmm. I, in general, I, I have sales has what sort of like got me out of bed and real estate is just the purest form of that. Like it, yeah. it really is, um, you know, I'm on a team, so I have yeah. like people that I can kind of bounce ideas off of and they help me with marketing and, you know, it's it, easier to carry costs and stuff like that. But real estate is just you get out what you put in. So in that sense, you can work very, very hard tirelessly and it will pay off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can also give yourself the option to like be around more for your kids. Like I am at home with my kids uh, full time with yeah. both oh, of them. Oh, that's so nice. You know, yeah. And my, my wife was home for mat leave for Archie, and then she went to back back to work for about four months. And then Honey, she was pregnant with Honey, so she went off. Uh, and she got to do her mat leave, and now I feel like we're I'm on some weird form of mat leave now, where I'm is that home paternity, paternity, like paternity leave, paternity leave, yeah. Parental leave. Parental is what they, yeah, is what they're yeah. calling it now. Oh, yeah. parental leave, I like that. Parental, because now you can split it between both parents. Oh, nice. Okay. Or I took it all myself because nice. Fuck that. Yeah. But no, Cass was home for like, I think with Honey, she was home something like 14 months or something like that. Yeah. So she got like a nice mm-hmm. uh, chunk, and now she's very happy to be back at work but that's that's one of the when my son was born I still worked for the retirement side and I was going to work every day and I that tore me up that made going to work so much worse I can't even imagine like being on the other side of it because like I mean I had the baby Mm -hmm. obviously but like to have to like leave when they're so new and like fresh and like Mm -hmm. I, I remember one of our co-workers they had a a baby, obviously, a fucking baby, <laughs> and a monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, but I remember like seeing him, and he was like, "I'm so tired." He's like, "All I want to do is snuggle the baby." I was like, "This seems not right." Yeah, yeah, I know. That's, you know what it, I mean? Like, that's how it felt. So that's what I really so like. So when that, did but. you get? So when did you stop being in the retirement side of things and go direct like into real estate? Twenty, like halfway through twenty twenty one. It's like during the pandemic. Yeah, that's when I started real estate. Was in the middle of the the pandemic. What was that right? like? It was wild. Like it's I'm very. Sure it's it was really... like it was pretty like nuts around that time. Yes, yeah, I guess it, there was a lot of like movement. There was. There was a lot of. So it's. I didn't realize how crazy it was until now, actually, because now this market is a bit different. It's still very active, but it's it's more balanced, I guess, than it was in the in the pandemic. Anyway, yeah, I was... So now is it, like, do you find it easier now, like, post-pandemic? So, it's sort of. Like, in the pandemic, there were so many transactions. Mm -hmm. So there was, like, just, you're inundated with buyers. Like, even with a, even as a new realtor, there were times where I was like, I don't know if I can take on any more buyers right now, which is very abnormal for for a starting realtor. Mm -hmm. When you first start, your biggest challenge is 
finding where to get yeah. clients, right? And yeah. especially, it's very hard to get people to kind of take a chance on you when yeah. you're, when you're brand new. Shitload of money. Yeah, exactly. Because it's their largest investment. A, lo- a lot of people will have the trajectory of their life changed massively if you fuck it up. So you, <laughs> yeah. so they, you know, it's yeah. hard to get people to take a chance on you, right? Um, that has changed now. So now it's more, it's more difficult to get clients, but now you can get a financing condition accepted. Mm-hmm. Now you can get a home inspection condition accepted where during the pandemic when I started, you know, you you go to school to learn how to advise people on real estate and then you're thrown into this market where all I could really do during that time was say, what's the highest number that you're approved for? You have to give it to them that, because that's, that's what every other person offering here, like they're for the first year and a half of my career, Yeah, I didn't sell a house where there wasn't like 10 plus offers I- involved. That's insane. Yeah. So Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, when I when I started the average selling price was about a hundred thousand, hundred and twenty thousand over what it was listed at. Mm-hmm. So there was very little that you That's a could, lot of money. Yeah. And so the, like I felt there was a lot of there was very little, sorry, that I could do in the way of like advising people mm-hmm. because like you could be walking into a place that's completely destroyed and you have to tell these people, yeah, it's still going to go over asking price, so you're still going to have to pay, you know, basically your whole shot, your whole your whole budget. God, that's so stressful. So that's not that's not the case anymore. Okay, that makes now, me feel like, better. Now like you can catch people, you can catch some deals mm-hmm. from time to time, and you can do more advising. But during that time, like what it taught me was to when you're at showings and you're going into a place, like test the electrical right there. Open yeah. as many things as yeah. you can. You want to do is like a, a, all a, of the shit. Water yeah. pressure. Yeah. People don't think about that. Oh, Flush yeah. the toilets. Yeah. Like a lot of people would just walk into a house and like look around and walk out. And there is a lot of information that you could be getting in that initial visit mm-hmm. that you're not going to get the opportunity in, a, in an inspection at a lot of places. So I'd say this to renters too. Yeah. That was like my biggest renting tip was like make sure that everything works. Yeah, turn everything on. Look at you want to just tear as much as of a part that you can within reason. Okay. Noted. Respectful, yeah. but make sure it works. Yeah. Fair. You don't need to dig through people's closets to see the back wall. <sighs> I would. Well, I mean, you probably should. So there's no mold. I don't know what the there's no boundaries here. I don't. I typically really don't. I don't touch anyone's belongings. That's that's usually what I yeah. tell people. I think that's but, fair. Yeah. But uh, when the like I've, I've seen some funny thing like just go on you know you'll, tell me more i've been in the showings before where it's there's the like there's thing. like a perfectly you know it's like a beautiful laundry setup but the sellers have removed the laundry that is functional and thrown in like the old ones they replaced or something like that just so it like looks like it's there and then they say these these appliances are included but really it's just like not even plugged oh. in or hooked up it's just sitting there <laughs> you know same thing with but like the- with uh, sometimes people do that with the kitchen is they have like an old beer fridge or something like that in the garage and they want to keep their appliances so they'll move that out and move like an older My one goodness. in it seems counterproductive to selling well it's just because uh, it's in a market that like like in the pandemic and even now really like in the sub 500,000 market buy, buyers don't 
have much of a choice. Like they don't have the time to really inspect mm-hmm. and uh, and get a home inspection and spend that much time in the house before they make their decision. So sellers get away with that kind of stuff it, in a market that's, that's so fair. imbalanced. Yeah, it's a li- right now. It's a little different in the more expensive properties because there's not as many buyers. So that's a bit. If you're if you're selling like over seven hundred thousand in this area, anyways, it's pretty. Um, it, it's more balanced. Yeah. So you can okay. you can get conditions and stuff like that uh, approved. But if you're a first time home buyer and you're trying to get into the market like under four hundred thousand, there's a good chance that you're going to get one showing and that place is going to sell two days from now and it's going to sell with no conditions even now. Damn. Okay. Noted. Mm-hmm. It just Scary. yeah, it just means like yeah. If, so if you're a young person and you're listening to this and you're shopping and you're going into these places and your realtor is not tearing stuff up or at least telling you what to look at, you're missing an opportunity. Get a new realtor. Is what I would say. I would. That's what <laughs> okay. would be my advice to people: is Thank get as you. much information as you can. Yeah. Shit. Can we talk about boxing? Yeah. Yeah, sure. The boxing club. What's that? So, so what is uh, this? it was actually yeah. so I was a member at Bulldog Boxing Academy when they were downtown mm-hmm. and then COVID happened and yeah. wiped out most of downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, they stayed open for a bunch of it, but during the end, it just became apparent that it had changed things and and downtown changed as well and yeah. it just wasn't the best place for them. So they reopened on North Front Street above the North Way. Oh. And it's a much bigger space. It's like, nice. you know, it's a big, bright, clean space that they found. So I was the realtor setting that up. And then um, they were, he, the owner, Matt, had talked about starting like a, uh, like a basically kindergarten level class. Yeah. And he knew that I had taught kindergarten before. So he asked me if I wanted to just do a fundamentals class. So Wednesday and Friday at five are the junior bulldogs so do i have to be a child or like i could come and do it i mean you could definitely come if you like but is it mostly children it is all children (laughs) (laughs) and the parents you can just pretend one of them is your kid that's mine i'm like "Mm, i'll I'll hand you honey yeah okay yeah yeah. can i borrow your child my niece would probably love it maybe i'll get bridget yeah it's a lot of like in my class we don't do anything other than just fundamentals and games. Mostly. Oh, okay. So we'll do like proper footwork or your stance or we do a lot of like, especially when they're young, like defense being the most important thing. And, That's uh, so you know, okay. tell them to keep their hands up and stuff like that. I need to, I don't understand boxing like at all. That's okay. How do you know if you win? So put your hand a, up in the air. So there's a couple of ways. So. Okay. So most combat sports are judged. So there's usually three judges. Okay. And those judges are looking for things like ring control. So who is often the aggressor okay. or like who is Do you get like landing points? the most? Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. So it's scored on a it's scored on a scale where they are evaluating who is winning the round or who is scoring so the most. So what if they disagree? That happens. Sometimes oh. <laughs> sometimes one judge will call it one way, some will call it the other. That's called a split decision. Okay. And usually in that so that's why there's it's usually an odd number. So that, oh, that there's makes always sense. there's a break the tie. Type exactly. Situation. There's always a tiebreaker, but so like a split decision usually indicates like a really close fight. And mm-hmm. then there's a unanimous decision, which means the Everybody. person didn't get knocked out, but they 
uh, they dominated the fight, basically. It's a unanimous decision amongst the judges. And then there's the the old-fashioned way to go out, which is... You get knocked. You, you get KO. forced to quit. You get KO'd. Yeah. Do you like box in fights? So do, you do fights. I don't. Bo- I don't box competitively. Oh, okay. I only box at the club. Okay. So, so what is that? What's yeah. the difference? You just hit a bag. So no. So I. So person. I'll. I'll box with other members of the club. But if you're gonna be like a, if you want to go, so there, you and, hit people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get hit. Yes. Mostly getting hit. Yeah. Um, Is there an option to like not get hit or hit people or like your video games? Much? Well, because here's you, the thing. I've always wanted to box, but I've had like already one too many conkies. Oh, so, do you have to spar? No. Yeah. Like, yeah, could okay. I just like, can I come in and just like, hit oh, yeah. That? Okay. Definitely. Like, the, the rec- like, I'm definitely like, if I was to spar, I'd get hit and I know right. that. Yeah. But no, I like, I've always wanted to box, but my mom's like, you can't take another head injury. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I misunderstood you. Yes, you can't. Like okay, the, cool. The, probably 90%, if not more, of the oh. members of the club don't actually spar. Good they're they're just know. going for the, the workout. So like, okay. So if you come to the rec class, yeah. then you're just you're doing like a lead workout with other people your age. Okay. And then the last like half an hour of that is instructional. So they'll so pull you. to boxing. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Babes do boxing. Babes box. They would love it. I've, I've like, in real estate, most of my colleagues are female. So yeah. a ton of them have come oh, out so cool. and, and joined right, the club. I think and, it's um, so cool. And I love boxing movies. Shay so. yeah. went to boxing. Oh, yeah. And so did Dom. Oh, That's right. And you were on Shay's, uh, what is it called? She does like the reels. Yeah, it was on a, that. Shay was my first podcast I ever did. Yeah, she, she did like a very short one. She was our first sponsor. Oh, really? She was our nice. first sponsor. I just realized. And Dom's episode comes out today. Really? Real talk. Yeah. Oh, well, how do you like? Where do you guys accept sponsorship? Where do you? Um, uh, anywhere. Just anywhere. Just, just, just gotta slip it under the table. Send you a contract. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, that's we awesome. Love partnerships. Yeah. yeah, we call them partnerships because technically we want our partners to like succeed right we want everyone to succeed but we also want us to succeed yeah. of course you do so it's we, <laughs> we try to make it more of like a a collaborative experience yeah. right so how much time are you spending like actively trying to seek out sponsorship or like not, incre- not a lot, lot right now not much. it's mostly guests. it's mostly like people who uh, not always. No, we've had a nope. couple reach out who haven't been on, but like can't really like radio's not in their budget, um, right. but they want more of like a local. Like following. Also, the cool thing about podcasts is like our age range is like eighteen to thirty five, like, mm-hmm. and that is a hard market to hit. And definitely, that is like our our trying to be listeners. Yeah, and so is it? It's a hard market to hit because they're not as inclined to listen to radio. Okay, so the way. It's not that they're not listening to radio because people are still listening to radio, whether it's like everyone's like, oh, well, I don't listen. I don't have a radio. I'm like, but you you so listen to tons it. of people listen like on their car. Alexas. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, like, di- like streaming digital is streaming huge. is like yeah. huge right now. And people are just like, oh, radio's dead. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, yeah. People what have apps. Like, I might get better it. not be dead because I've decided to go into radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally could tell like our streaming has oh, increased. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, threefold. Like, it's yeah. it's yeah. insane. Um. But at the same time, like, sometimes you just don't want to listen 
to music. Sometimes right, you yeah. want to listen to mm-hmm. people bitch about local shit. <laughs> That's, That's right. What we're here I was going to say there's definitely must be regardless of age a market for people looking for local voices. Or, yeah, it's, oh, it's sure. kind of yeah. wild too how much we, like it's grown. We kind of just did this because I think we're like both unhinged and like needed an outlet. Yeah. Just both babes of Queenie. Yeah. I yeah. mine was it's like I through the, throughout the pandemic I developed really intense social anxiety. Really? Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't leave the house. Like, I still can't really do events because I just break down. Yeah, like, right. if we go to events well, together, it's usually okay. It's fine. But, like, hmm. but, like you I don't like a solo event. I have a really hard time with a solo event. Um, And I was like, this is my way to, like, meet people and, like, still be able to, like, network and connect mm-hmm. with people and help them tell their stories. But, like, within my comfort zone. Right. So yeah. I was like, hey, boss. I like two people's do this? stories. Yeah. And hey. they're like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's truly really shocking they said yes. I didn't think I don't think they thought it was going to like go anywhere. They're like, Yeah, we'll let them screw around. They're in like, there for they'll, a bit they'll and, try it and now we're like making money. That's what we're making money and they're like yeah. Thank you. So here we are. Well good for both yeah. of you. Thanks. So when you say you uh you develop social anxiety through the pandemic, do you mean like so the, the you have lingering effects of that now because of COVID itself or you just Well, you- I think it was partially what happened. It was like so I had Lincoln February 2020, mm-hmm. and then everything shut down March. March yeah. Yes. So it was like I had a newborn. Um, there was a pandemic that I thought that if anybody came over to help me, my baby was going to fucking die. I remember that. Um, You're probably a little postpartum me. I yep. was big postpartum me, mm. and so I did a lot of it myself. So then I just I was just home all the time, and then yeah. all I was doing was you know playing Animal Crossing and. It's like, okay. That so part sounds nice. Yeah. It was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely lovely. They used to send me little messages telling me that I was important and I cried Aww. every Maybe day. Maybe we but, should start doing that as the bears. Be like, you are important. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's start um, the show. So the pandemic literally, and I'm still to this day, like trying to get out of it. Right. And the last, I think like six, ever since we started the podcast, I've been significantly better. Yeah. It's been like cool, like cool to watch because I came back like full time in August and just like watching her. I've been a really big sad bean for a very yeah. long time. Really? Yeah. And I did I didn't go out. Like even the last like seven probably three like seven years. Wow. I've been kind of just like in I think though too, like the pandemic, like even now I'm like people are like want to hang out. I'm like, oh, do I? <laughs> like, yeah. Then I would feel better once I do. Like, yeah, it's, it's just like getting there is I think a lot of people just got better at entertaining themselves. Yeah. You know? Also that. Yeah, I'm very comfortable just hanging out with my dogs, but I'm like, oh, I should go see people. I think a big part of it was when I and I broke up, he was like, I'm leaving you because you need me too much. And I was like. fun. Okay, like this is the first I'm hearing about this. Right. And I was like, okay, like I don't need you. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be hyper independent now. Right. (laughs) Not need anybody. Go the total opposite direction. Complete opposite yeah. direction. And, but it's been yeah. really fun and just like, like, like you coming on like that. Ju- that's just support in itself. Like people mm-hmm. willing to come and talk to us. I'm like, wow, you're taking time out of your day. Yeah. To come shoot the shit and I, like. I just wanted to tour the radio station. Yeah, that's what you <laughs> I mean. You could have <laughs> just asked. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll do that. It's uh, fine. Um, no, it's cool. It's fun. It is. Well, that's super cool. Fun. And I like meeting people. Well, good. Yeah. I, I think a lot of. I think. Parenting throughout the pandemic in general was, was fucked up. Very, yeah, it was very hard. We're to, both. Wait, sorry, we're. I'm trying to do the math. Are both your kids pandemic babies? Yes. Okay. So like yeah. my so uh, Archie was born May 2020. Oh my god. 
So yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Like when Archie when Archie was born, I couldn't I could barely like move in the delivery room. Like they yeah, were like sit down do. in this chair, don't look at anyone, don't talk to anyone. You're not allowed to eat, you're not allowed to drink. Just That's, that was it. We but, had um, you can just exist. Like, could yeah. you go in and see her after? Because we had Jen no. from Northern Crafts Plan. She's like, I was just in there by myself. Yeah, like yeah. I. So they basically, I was allowed to be in the delivery room, and then I. Uh, Archie was a C-section, so yeah. we hung out in there for a little while, and they then they took her to the operating room where they removed or like where they performed the C-section, removed the baby, and removed the baby. <laughs> and was, wait, did you so, get to go into that? I, I so I was able to be there for that. They handed him to me, and they're like, "Okay, you get like a couple minutes to hold him," and then so they're just like, "So yeah, they're like, okay, and now you got to go," and then they send you home for. Oh my god! So I was home for two days, <laughs> just at home, like. On level eleven, <laughs> like I didn't That's know insane. what to do or like what I was supposed to be doing or what. Uh, and could you? And, why couldn't you go back in for two days just because of like restrictions? Yeah, it was just brand oh new God. early days of pandemic, and uh, That's fucked up. Yeah, and I didn't get to, and, and so they just, and then he came home, and uh, the rest was history. But yeah, for those two days, I don't think I slept or I well, barely ate. Well, how would you? It's like I, I did okay. not know what was going on. Yeah. Well, then like. Being, like, knowing the actual birthing side of mm-hmm. things. Because I had a C-section, too, and that shit's fucking painful. Yes. Like, I don't care. I think it's complete bullshit that they send you out of the hospital with Tylenol and ibuprofen. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I don't... Straight up, doctors, love you to pieces. I love what you do, but fuck you for... <laughs> right, yeah. The like, pain you put us through. The, well, no, it's I've not even the pain. It's so the pain management that's, like, just oh, yeah. non-existent. Yeah, and I, want, I often wonder about moms that were... That had a C-section throughout the pandemic, like, in that stage where nobody knew if it was safe to be around and then had to deal with a newborn with a pan like with a cesarean yeah. scar because like it really mm-hmm. limits how much you can move and, yeah. and, and lift and, by myself yeah like most mom I, yeah oh yeah so i'm no you know, wonder I'm sure you know what I mean. yeah yeah <laughs> kind of by myself to be fair sometimes at night i would get to sleep for three hours yeah but then i'd have to wake up and make everybody yeah. breakfast and drive kate to school oh my mm-hmm. god and i was like I, I have mad props for like people who me. had kids or just like like had newborns or had kids during the pandemic was wild yeah. and our kids are a different breed yeah there there's like like it's funny <laughs> watching them like grow now I'm like you guys are like missing something that we all <laughs> yeah, and I think no, it's just well, the social like well I so now like I religiously take my kids to the park or mm-hmm. like somewhere I know there's mm-hmm. gonna be other kids a gymnastics club something like that too. yeah and I noticed that when we first started doing that like both of my kids would just do this weird like they just like walk up to other kids or other people at the park and just stand in front of them and stare at them just with no <laughs> real yeah. social like, cues at all. what is going on? And, yeah, and, just, and, just, and I would realize like they're just in awe of other people. Yeah, they're they just have like no having idea. their mind blown that like there's more humans in the world other than mom parents, and dad yeah. and grandma and grandpa. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time Lincoln saw somebody his height. Yeah. He was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what there is going on? on me? Yeah. No, it was, it was wild because we did, we like helped my sister-in-law, um, like runs a farm with her husband and like he was still working. Um, so she would have like 
one strap to her back, one strap to her front, like still farming. And so we would try and take them and help because she has four. So like the, the older two were supposed to be doing homeschool. Like oh, it was man. just a gong show. And so we would take them and then I'd be trying to do school with them. And I'd be like, Bridget, you're four. Like, what are you learning right now? Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was crazy. So I've, props to all you parents out there. Yeah, that would, would have been another battle I wouldn't have wanted to do is online school with especially yeah, early know. stage pandemic where yeah. nobody really knew what was going on <laughs> kids were just like what the I it was know. a shit show yeah. yeah yeah it was not fun because kate was in grade seven 2023 years ago yeah so yeah, grade seven ish when it hit and most of her grade seventh year was like just not i feel like yeah. there was a year of write-off for kids where yeah, just, yeah and now now the high schools expect them to be at high school level yeah, and I'm just kind of like do you not realize what the fuck just happened yeah yeah like it's crazy we lost two years of school basically I'm so excited to see them like in university what are they gonna be like I don't know like I I think the I think the entire system will have to adapt Adjust, yeah yeah like I, I if you're evaluating kids on a on a uh, equal scale then they were all affected equally mm-hmm. uh, well, that's I guess thing. held back but like not it, even though because there's some parents that like straight up just didn't do the homeschool yeah, yeah. you gotta and then worry there's about some them. parents that were very supportive of doing it so those kids are going to be ahead and there's some parents that just don't have the knowledge to be able to mm-hmm. yeah. do it you know what i mean or you know some parents just don't have time yeah or whatever it may be so like it's like yeah they all went through the same thing but everyone is still at different levels because mm-hmm. not every parent you know, can either help them or refuse to help them. Yeah. Or yeah. didn't care. Yeah. I think that's a thing. Too. I think kids and especially like Jared are just resilient. Oh yeah. Uh, I think they'll, oh, I, I think kids are back. a little bit more malleable than adults can be. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah. And that's trauma Yeah, <laughs> later on in life. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We love very therapy. helpful. Can we rapid fire? Oh yeah. I have rapid, rapid fire questions. So oh, we're just gonna yeah. ask you a quick question. Okay. Okay, what's your favorite, what movie or show do you keep rewatching? Uh, Flavor of Love. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yeah. what a show. I forgot about that. I just like a good romance story. <laughs> do you watch Love is Blind? No, I don't want, well, like, the newer ones don't grip me as much. It's insane. Like my, I've only watched the newer ones, um, so I can't. Yeah. Please watch it. Yeah. Love is Blind. So is this is the one where they... They like they only talk it. to a screen, right? Like they, they only like a pod. It's like a, a pod. Wall. It's a wall. Oh, okay. Is it? Was it's this so like weird. Amazon Prime or is Netflix. it a Netflix? It's Netflix. Okay. Yeah, it's weird, but I'm invested. I in fully four. believe that it could work. What's the like? Love so the is blind. The premise is you get to know somebody without in like these them. pods without seeing them, and. You know, there's I think it's, you know, two or three weeks, the whole process. But you sp- you'll spend like 10 hours a day talking to people and going on dates and doing all these things. Um, the whole idea is that you fall in love at the end of it. You get proposed to and then you see them at, like. So you don't see their photo or no. anything? You, you don't see them. You have to propose. And then, oh, whoa. And and then, then you can see, see them. them. Oh, You okay. have to commit. Can you just be like, all these people suck. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, a lot of people, like, there's only, in the end, like, there's, like, 12, like, 12 pairs. And then, in the end, like, I only think like that's four or five of them actually yeah. get okay. through. Would recommend. 
it's a hot mess shit show because then they go to Mexico afterwards. So like all the couples. Oh, you stay with them. Yeah, you follow, yeah, them. You follow you them until follow the them. wedding. <laughs> till the and wedding. At the wedding, and they either say like I do or not I don't. good. Oh, and yeah. How, like what's the rate? What's the completion I think rate it's of not people? Not good. I don't. This know. season, I think. Don't tell me. Oh no. Oh, okay, no, I can't. I can't spoil it. But um. Like in past seasons, there's I think there's maybe like two or three couples that are still married from past seasons. Oh, that's good. But I genuinely think it could work if you realistically, all these people are fucking hot. Like, let's be serious. Okay, so that's kind of my I didn't know how yeah. to ask But that's that. the thing, like, is like they... everyone is decently good looking. Like I, I don't This is now a Love is Blind podcast and I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's you'd think that there would need to you'd like there is like that's you, the thing, you, though, but you you're sort of like catfishing people yeah 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 you know it's it, so good it's yeah. so ridiculous and cringy put it on put it on your <laughs> next I to would. flavor of love my my wife likes uh i thought that's what you were talking about at first but um There's love something. is first sight or something like oh that. yeah or, yeah that's a good one married too. at first sight married at first sight like, I don't know wait, oh they just walk down the aisle like that's the first time they see each other they have to get married so they just like you, but they you, have you no the standard, like, like dating show application where you like Fill out what you're interested in and what you're looking for, and then the the cast matches you with someone, and then you meet like at your wedding. Yeah, it's so and good. They, I haven't watched it, but it seems great. So they like try to stay. So then the show is like them trying to be a couple that just met. And it, ooh, it, that's that's spicy. It, it yeah, like a lot of them, or I don't know, some of them seem to work out. But I was I was reading while my wife was watching it the other day, and I there was a scene where. Like, Quote, yeah, unquote. you know, there, there, there was a scene where, like, the I can't remember what the conflict was, but the interviewer asks both of them, like, uh, so how are you, uh, you know, how are you intimately, or like, how, are, how, what's your sex life like, basically? Yeah. And the the guy's like, well, it's not, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not there yet. Just, you know, we we haven't been able to to make it. And the they pan to the girl, and she's like, I'm not interested. <laughs> And it's just savage. So, yeah, so like, and, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so they're entertaining. Ask your wife married. if she's watched Love Is Blind. If she has not, bless her with the fourth season. Oh yeah. yeah? Well, it's, okay. It yeah. is a beautiful shit in. show. It's fun. Is it? I love it. Okay. okay. Um, what's your most used emoji? My, mm, I think laughing face. Good one. Like the one with the tears, or yeah, just I the think laughing so. face? Just hard. Sad laughing, <laughs> I, yeah. A good cry laugh, you yeah, know. yeah. A tra- trauma I, tears, as I, I like think to call so. them. Or maybe this one. The, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like when people say, "What do you think this is going to sell for?" I just send. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are those things you're too old to do but still enjoy? The Wiggles. Oh. I love. I want. I can't wait to take my daughter to a Wiggles concert. I took my son, and it was so. Fun. They have like a new Hot Wiggle. Yeah. Yes, John. The purple. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my wife is. Yeah. My wife is all of a sudden in, into, into the Wiggles. Wiggles. Before she was like, Sign I hate up. all these people. They. He's, I, yeah. And who, who, that's wait, that's intense. Simon. I don't know. I don't oh, watch it. No. Okay. Well, there's a there's like an older like Daddy Wiggle. I think a daddy, too. as the kids daddy say, wiggle. I don't know what that means. Daddy but, but John is like he has um, on his other social media content. Yeah, he, he has, has like, like sexy stuff. He's like hot and on like, TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Really? He does yeah. like transitions, like him being hot with his tattoos and his wiggles open. Yeah, it's very weird. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Go last Obviously question. Mine's bluey. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Kids aren't into bluey. Not hot. No, my kids. I've aren't already. Into bluey. I've oh. already been. No. I've been there. Okay. Because I was like bluey. 
Yeah, Love I it. put it on. Like I, I'll be like, Archie, look, it's a little dog, and he's like, mm hmm, excavator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. that. Okay. You um, what's your most ridiculous fear? My most ridiculous fear, I seems like everything leads back to parenting, but like I, ever since I became a kid, or sorry, became a parent of <laughs> yeah. kids, I just have these moments where I'll be, I'll like shoot up in bed thinking like, if oh I've God. like left my kid at the park or something, or like what if, what are they, maybe they're choking or like. I'm constantly I, worried that I left Lincoln in the car. Yeah. Like all and, the time. Yeah. And I spent, and like. So stressful. I never I have, that. but even, no. <laughs> like even I'll be, I'll be at the, I was at, I'll be at the park sometimes and I'll be like watching honey and then it, like th- 30 seconds will pass where I haven't looked up at to see what Archie's doing and I'll have like a little minor panic attack and I don't think that most people who when I was becoming a parent I wasn't ready for that like the moment they're born you're just worried like, about are, I, we had all someone the time. on and they're like, like I think it was Jenny was on she's like yeah when I first had her I, I just had to go and keep being like are you breathing yeah yeah, yeah. That, I, my, still so to this day Kate's 14 and I sit there and I check to make sure she's still breathing at night. Yeah, like I. No one checks that for me. My wife is Not pretty cold. Does. She's, you know, she's, she's pretty cool. So she helped me a lot with that. Where she's like, "Look, there, there there's good. nothing you can do. There's a, so uh, relax. Oh, I just you, have you to know. let them fall." And... I'm gonna call this parenting and real estate 101. Mm-hmm. <laughs> parenting and real estate 101. Okay, what's your favorite uh, Quinty restaurant? Oh yeah, that's a good one. My favorite Quinty restaurant. Everyone's answer is always different. I think the Oriental Walk. <gasps> so Himmel- good. We haven't had that, that one in a while. That one Momos. is, I think, Momos, might be one of yeah. my. Yeah, exactly. Momos. It's like an OG, too. Like, it's been here. If you Forever. go in, they have, like, articles in the, like, cut out from the newspaper from back in the day of, like, their story. And I read it when I'm waiting to pick up food. They do have a very cl- classic, uh, like, waiting area. Where yeah. there's, like They just have a board where you can pin your business card. Yeah. And, I love like, that. Put- we have that, too. Oh, nice. Well, like it's, a, it's a community board where you can, like, post flyers for events. Community boards. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. That's cool. Like for people walking in. Can I shut her down? I think so. I have to so. come over there, but. That's it. That's it. That's all, cool. That's that all folks. Fun. Thanks for Babes. doing that. Well, you're a babe, too. Oh, thank you. That was amazing. So good. Every time. People are killing it. I honestly, I just, yeah, I think, I didn't know some of the stuff he told us, and uh, apparently he's my oldest friend in Quinty, so. Love it. One of them, anyways. One of them. Um, <laughs> there is, because I've, I've been editing this episode the past, like, yesterday and today. <laughs> Me and him nerd out hard about landscaping. Oh, my God. And I kind of black forgot that happened, so that was fun. It's fu- it was fun listening back, being like, oh, yeah, that happened. I didn't forget, because I'm looking at all the landscaping in my backyard, and I'm like, I told him. That I'm like, oh, I know, I got it, I got it. And I'm like, no, come back. That day, too, so usually in the studio, there's three mics, and there's, like, one seat that looks at two of the seats, and I usually sit in it because I do the recording. But that was not a good day for me, so I I put you in, I said, this is your I, I loved, I think we have to switch more often because I loved. Okay, well, uh, next time, who's, who's next? Eliza? I don't know. Okay, well, the next interview, know. I'm going to sit in the captain's seat. You're gone next week. Yeah, so it must be Eliza. Yeah. Yeah. This is the captain's chair, and it's yours now. I think we have to start going more back and you forth. You need to show me what buttons to press. Yeah, it's not hard. But that episode, too, I just set you up, and then... I know, but I want to be able to ping things oh, on yeah, yeah. the edition. I, yeah. it's. Thank you, Emily. 
Quesnel. Quesnel? Quinal. Canal. Canal. French. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad with names. Um, but thank you, Evan Firmage. We learned about um, cell phone sales. Didn't know that was commissioned until then. Old people staying in houses a long time. Real long time. Which relates to the housing continuum. Yep. Um, real estate, real landscaping, estate, children. How it was like having children during the pandemic. Uh, and, and the life journey to get to this point, which I thought was really cool. Those are my favorite stories. I love it because I think as a child, you're taught like this is a linear path. You're like, my life's going to go on this linear path. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast is because my life was not going linear. It was oh my God, all no. over the place. And, uh, I like to know other people also had a very zigzaggy, like... Oh, my God. Zigzaggiest. Zigzaggy. So we hope you all have zigzaggy lives because it's kind of more fun that way. Well, that is just like... I just... I, I think I grew up with a lot of shame over not having the path that, you know, was told taught to yeah. us. And it's like, you know what? Like, maybe sometimes that path is... It's okay to kind of stray from it and then come yeah. back to when you're ready because I wasn't ready. I was not ready. So yeah, I think that was great. Volunteer and Information Quinty's Dancing with the Stars is returning to Belleville for its 15th year. PIQ is a multi-purpose agency. Through volunteer programs, they assist with the recruitment, referral, retention, and recognition of volunteers to over 275 agencies throughout Hastings and Prince Edward County. Dancing with the Stars Quinty is VIQ's largest fundraiser and ensures they can continue to provide essential programs and services to our area. This year's Dancing with the Stars is on May 26th. For more information on VIQ and Dancing with the Stars, go to viq.ca. Tickets to the event are $25 plus applicable fees and can be purchased through Ticketmaster. Check the link in our bio. Um, I do do you have a conspiracy theory I want to talk to you about? Give it to me. Um, the Bob Ross one, <laughs> where I, I just like I just found this one out oh like the gosh. other day. Yeah, I remember. Like maybe last week, the week before. I think you told me about it last week. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. So apparently, Bob Ross paintings are actually where he's buried bodies. At least way you say buried, buried, buried bodies, buried bodies, because he was a serial killer. Um, this isn't proven, right? Is no, Bob Ross absolutely dead? not. Yes. Okay. No, this is absolutely not, probably not true. Where do you read about it? Reddit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Okay. Not true. We're not, this is not fact. This is this something. This is very, very just like. I think it's a good conversation starter. Honestly, I think it's hilarious. Imagine. He's just like, and then you're painting the trees. I killed someone there. It's like, oh, a little, little bush behind that bush there. Fun fact about me is, like, I love true crime. Yeah. Um, But I also have really bad anxiety. So, some, like, I love true crime. I love Law & Order. I love, like, CSI. These are my shows. But sometimes I get really anxious, so I have to stop. But I love true crime. Yeah, see, I like the true crime when it comes to, like, financial stuff. Oh, and like banking stuff. That's fun. Oh, like the was was that one girl? I don't know. That had the Netflix show Anna. <gasps> oh, loved, Anna. Love what that kind that of shit. What was that called? I have no idea. Oh my gosh, that actress played her so well. Um, Did also, you watch the Call Her Daddy interview with the actual girl? No, but she's also from Ozark. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the actual girl, like the one that actually committed the crimes. Um, Alex Wait, she had her on? Ha- Alex Cooper had her on and video chatted her from prison. <laughs> we should get a prisoner on. Imagine. It'd be terrifying. Um, 
why did you kill this person? Can you please explain to me the thought process? Or don't. I don't think I want to know. Um, I really kind of do want to know. Like, no, but seriously, like, if it's okay, so hear me out. Someone has a complete mental break. Little mentee B? Not even a little one. This is, like, you have to have a big mentee B to want to kill somebody. Yeah. So you have a big mentee B, and you murder somebody. And then after, like, you go to jail, you're getting therapy, you have remorse afterwards. But some of them don't. No, I know some of them don't, oh, okay. but the ones that do. Yeah. I want to talk to one of those that do. Yeah, yeah, same. Same, same, same. Like, from jail, still, but, like... <laughs> We're now going to start a true crime podcast, just joking. No, we but, like, actually, I think that would be really cool. Um, I don't... <laughs> do I want to have a criminal... No, like I'm I mean, scared. it scares the shit out of me. Obviously, yeah, I don't think like, we can, I, my mental brain can do that. I don't think ethically I could do it. No, because I don't necessarily want to give a platform to someone who's a um, murderer. I do want to say though, <laughs> talking about shows and like circling back, circle back circle to something back, happier. Um, Stony Lonesome season two is out on oh, Bell Five, yes. so uh, if you haven't go watch it, um, and go. F- Go uh, follow the Babes Network or, yeah. or join the Babes Network. It's a group on Facebook. Yeah, a group on Facebook. I think we wrote a new sketch for uh, Stony Lonesome in our group chat with Matt. Oh, no, he already had that idea because oh. the same thing happened to him already. I still don't understand what happened. Okay, so I remember Matt telling me he was at and like a guy saw his tattoos mm-hmm. and came up to him and was like, oh my God, you have tattoos, cool. And then started proceeding to show him all of his, like showed Matt all of his tattoos. Oh yeah, that happens all the time. Exact same thing happened to me at though. Was it the same guy? That's what I'm thinking. Probably, yeah. But I just, because I kind of forget I have tattoos. Oh yeah, I don't think about it ever. So it's funny, and I like, I'm covered, we both have a fair amount. I wouldn't yeah. say I'm covered, but like we have a lot. So I don't really think about it. No, it's just None part of, of who I am. None of them have really meaning behind them. Like, some of them do. Have you ever, like, don't. completely covered them with makeup? No, have you? Mm-hmm. That's funny. I did my whole chest one day because I was bored. <laughs> and I was like, this doesn't look right. Well, yeah. No, it doesn't. It's weird. It's so weird. I'm going to come to work one day. Maybe that's what I'll do for Halloween. I'll come in as, like, a basic <laughs> white girl. I think it's funny because I can wear, like, if you see me long sleeves and... Like, pants, you can't tell I have any time. Like, same. Like, like if you, yeah, I know. If you were to, like, what you were wearing, say, at the photo shoot, you if you were really to do tell. that. There's, like, one you can see. Yeah. I wouldn't have never known. But then if you, if, like, I love a crop top, a little yeah. crappy action. Like, I have a stomach tattoo, but people wouldn't know that. Yeah. So. Da, da, da. The, the more you know, right? I just, I can't get over your shirt. It's so great. Oh, yeah. So, not a fun fact, but my grandfather passed away two weeks ago. <laughs> Um, and I took a bunch of his shirts because they're funny. He had a bunch of funny shirts. So like, like funny graphic tees. Graphic tees. So this one has a bottle of wine on it because he loved wine. And it says drinks well with others. Key West. And it's from Key West. And he has a lot of Key West shirts. So I, Jeanette and I took like all of his graphic tees. I mean, that makes that perfect solid sense. amount. I wore one to the Celebration of Life. Which one? Um, there's a restaurant in Key West called Fast Buck Freddy's. And so he had a shirt from there and I wore it as homage to him. Um, other fun fact that I haven't really, I don't, I make a lot of jokes about being a Nepo baby, which I am. Mm-hmm. I, I do work hard, but I am third generation radio, which yeah. I think is pretty damn cool. And I want to deep dive into this into our Solo Dolo podcast. Okay. 
Yeah. You're like, am I? <laughs> I might cry. But That's okay. Yeah. But like, I want to talk about all of it. Like, I want to, I mean, hopefully have John in. Imagine. I mean, it'd be kind of cool. Kinda cool. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Don't cry. I'll cry. <laughs> like on all of Canadian radio and television. Like, <laughs> we need to cut this out because I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm already crying. Yeah, kind of sucked. <laughs> but yeah, it is cool. <laughs> it's honestly, it's very, very cool. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I didn't know. We need f- tissues in here. Yeah, I didn't know Fred well at all. <laughs> I met him once at Dancing with the Stars. And he's a good guy. <sighs> good, good guy. <laughs> I know I was lot, going, I but, was going uh, with it somewhere with that thought we'll we'll dive more into this when we're not crying <laughs> i'm still gonna cry no <laughs> um on a happier note on a happier note uh who's coming out next what episode indy forgy <gasps> are we finally telling them oh i don't know we are, we are now indy forgy Andy we also cried with andy forgy so you know what now it's a crying <laughs> podcast I guess. you know what if Andy Forgy can kind of cry with us we're good i feel like we're doing something we've made right. it we've made it in belleville <laughs> I think so. But yeah, um, no, I'm very excited for everyone to hear that episode because he is a, just a he's joy. So fun, and then he matched I, our energy perfectly. And uh, I don't even like we have we are booking episodes, we are taking partnerships, we are planning things. Um, and as we like to say sometimes, I don't think we say it every episode. We do work at Starboard Communications, home um, of Cool 100 95.5. Inquinty.ca. The Mark and Charity Coffee Podcast. Belleville Radio Advertising Team. Babes of Quinty. Christmas and Quinty. Oh, yeah. Starboard Cares. Many, many things. Like, we have, like, we do a lot. Good news in Quinty. So, if you are looking, if you are a small business or a new business or just a business looking to. A medium business. Yeah. Any large business. business, We'll we'll take take all businesses. Um, And you don't really have a marketing plan or you want to add to your marketing plan, please, we have people and we can talk to you. And it's no pressure. You can literally just ask questions. And if you're like, not for me right now, that's fine. Totally. Like, yeah. Because we build custom marketing plans for all different budgets yeah and like we're not gonna just like take your money no that's just to take your money it's like it's one of those things it's like we know that marketing is an investment and we want to make sure that it works for you and that it's gonna be like a good return on investment for you and your business roi baby yeah bibs okay um but yeah anyways so that's a self plug. Again. Self plug because one, I really want to help other businesses, yeah. and two, we're really, really effing good at it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, but otherwise, have a great week. We'll yeah, see. have a great week. We'll see. You we'll next tickle week. your drums next week. Ew. I said that. No freaking way. hate that. Okay, bye. Bye. The Babies of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications home of 95.5 Hits FM, Cool 100, and inquinty.ca.